Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hello. That's what I said. Hello, everybody. Everybody not sleeping? I'm looking at you today, and I want to ask you a simple question. And the question is very simple. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior? Amen. There will always be some people in a church service or a church that don't know Jesus. And this church believes in giving everybody an opportunity to come to know Jesus as a personal Savior. That's a very important thing, to know Jesus. And, by the way, you're watching the Holy Ghost Fire Church coming from the community area of French Camp, California. Amen. I said, in case you don't know how to get here, if you know where Roth Road, French Camp Road is, catch McKinley and swing down down you see Corral, and you'll be able to find it. We are church. I said, we're a church that believes in the gospel of Jesus. We're also a prosperity church. Amen. We believe everything in the book. Hello. I said everything in the book. I trust that you will get a blessing out of the service. We want you to grow in Christ Jesus. We want you to realize what your potential is and where you're going. (laughs) A lot of people today don't know. I said a lot of people today don't know. I trust you did bring your Bible today. Amen. I brought my Bible today. Amen. I read my Bible. I trust you read your Bible. And somebody said, We're looking at things in this world that we need to be able to realize the answer is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a lot of things going on in the area, and I'd like you to, with just a few moments, take your Bible. Hello? You got one, don't you? We'll be reading today from the textbook that we use in this church, the King James. Amen. Hallelujah. And somebody laughed and said, Do you believe Paul cared a King James? Well, if you believe it, I believe it too. Amen. I want you to turn with me for a few moments. Now, we discussed this last week a little bit. Got something in my eye? And I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians. You should be able to find it in your Bible. And I want you to turn to the very last chapter of 1 Corinthians. And that what it, I'm going to read, and that is what it's going to say today. That's going to be the sermon today is going to be from this here particular scripture. Chapter 16, verse 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quite you like men, be strong. We talked about what God wants. 
God wants you to realize you're going to go to heaven. But Christianity is more than as somebody would say, looking in the sweet by and by. But God also wants you to prosper here on this side of heaven. And once you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have become an heir, an heir, I said an heir of the covenant with Jesus Christ. I said you have become an heir. That means everything in the book is yours. Hello. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, Jesus was poor. No, no, Jesus wasn't poor. I'll tell you, soldiers do, do not gamble for your clothes. Most things, you get old clothes and stuff, you throw them away and give them away to Salvation Army or whatever you want to give them to with that. So we have watch, and God wants us to watch. There are things we watch for as Christians in this life. And as we deal in this life, we have to keep watching and never get our eyes off of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. There is a warning given to the church. We're to watch. We're to want to operate within it. And not only do we watch, we want to stand fast. That means you need to know who you are, wherever you're at, here or on the Internet or however you're watching it. And God wants to bless you. He wants you to know there is blessing. So we're watch. And somebody said, well, you're watching for the enemy. Why don't you... The main thing you need to watch for, hello, and a lot of people is going to miss this one thing. The Bible says He comes for the ones that are watching for Him. Are you watching for Jesus to come? I look around and I think, I look at the sky and I think, could this that the Lord comes. So I, I do watch for the wolves. Wolves in sheep clothing, I watch for them. But I watch mainly because I want to see the flock grow also. And I want to see that flock prosper. And sometimes you have to stand fast. That means in your faith, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your faith and standing fast is not just on Sunday morning. It's an every day that we do watch. Stand fast. And that's the message to this church. I want you, I want each one of you to live better. Amen. Stand fast and what? 
I ask you, stand fast in what? The Bible says, stand fast in faith. So faith is a very important part of a Christian life. You as a person, when you accepted Jesus Christ, you should have some faith. You should have faith that you want to serve God. And I know most of you, either watching it or here, have faith in the promises of God, and you know the promises are for you and you and you. Because when I look at it, I see the promise of faith. They're there. When God saved your soul, I said when God saved your soul, it wasn't just to die and go to heaven. He saved your soul by faith. So when I look at faith, and I want to consider that stand fast in the faith, that means something for the last since 64, I've been standing in the faith. It's something that you don't throw away. It's an everyday event. That means every place you deal with it is faith. When I look at it, faith, I was looking at the the Matthew book, seventeen twenty, and Jesus said unto them, "Because of your unbelief." Period. For verily I say unto you, comma, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. So look at your neighbor and say, Nothing will be impossible for you. When you think about possibility, when I look at it, I think about the world in the 11th chapter of the book of Genesis. They're looking at each other and they're positive they want to do something. But they said, let us go and build us a city and let us build a tower. That goes into heaven. Is God interested in this planet and the people on it? When I read that and I'm looking at it, God said, let us go down and see what they're doing. So God is interested he comes down and he wants to see what each and every one of you doing as Christians. But the thing I want to point out, he said, let us. I don't say that we will go down and do it. That would be me and the prophet here. We go down. But when he said, let us go down, you're talking about the Father, you're talking about the Son, you're talking about the Holy Ghost. Hello. So when I look at it, Jesus frequently came on this earth. 
What is, we want to look at today, frequently comment on the nature of faith. He speak of faith that can move mountains. Do you have a mountain in your life? Do you have a mountain of death? Do you have a mountain that you can't find a house to live? And you need to have that house? You need that job, Saint? Stand fast in the faith. It's very important for you to stand fast in it and to believe what you're talking about is real. So I looked at it, and he was talking about it. So as I look at my Bible, and I look at this word faith, faith is a word today that Christians throws around like, and they have no idea what to do. My mother is with the Lord Jesus Christ right now. My father's with Jesus Christ right now. My mother used to ask me, says, Bill, pray that I can have more faith. That's a common thing that most of us talk about and think. Jesus does address that problem over and over and over in the text. And somebody said, well, faith is, but you know. That's the question most people say. Oh, I just don't have enough faith. So we're talking about a faith that comes from God. And so we're looking at it, and the Bible talks about it. True faith is an effectful faith. It produces results. Now, it's very important to know that it produces results. Jesus was on the mountain with three of his disciples. And they saw the glory of heaven. They saw Moses and they saw Elijah and the cloud overshadowed them. And they saw and heard from the cloud the voice of the Father of Jesus Christ talking to him. Telling Peter, James, and John, Hear my son. Listen to my son. Listen to Jesus. And when we look at it, we listen to the Master through the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we have a Bible. It's not a book of fairy tales. A lot of people think, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. The Bible's wrote for them in there. To know the Bible's written down for you and you and you, and it's written for me. So when I look at it, I first saw this scripture in 1964. I was working on a ranch. I was watering and doing, and I had a lot of time. So the Lord just saved my soul. 
I said, the Lord saved my soul. And I was reading the text, and he said, If you speak unto this tree and say, Be planted in the ocean, he said he would do it. So it was really four old cottonwood trees grown. they tall, and the ranch. We had a big water tank, and it was open on top, and it dropped. And I thought, you know, it would be nice for those trees to be moved. So one day as I was riding the motorcycle doing my job irrigating, I just turned around and looked at those trees. And I said, trees, be gone. Got on it, went on doing my work and everything. Every day I'd drive by and those trees would be standing there. Now I spoke to the tree because I believed this book. So one day, me and my wife, we moved and we come back and to my brother and all and my sister. And we rode with my mother and father and I said, can we use the car? I want to go look at where we used to live. <laughs> and as I drove by, I looked at the old church. It was tore down. It might have been about 20 years or 15 years, something like that. And I said... Let's go by and see where we used to live. And we drove by and we stood there and I stopped the car and I turned around and looked. I rubbed my eyes. Guess what? The three, four cottonwood trees was not there no more. I believe my faith moved those trees someplace. Somebody said, well, somebody probably cut them down. I don't care how they get down. They got moved. And I believe that incident so well. Jesus is on that mountain. Down. I said, down. In verse 20. Hello. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye had faith, how much faith does it take? How much faith does it take? My mother used to pray, Bill, pray that you give me more faith. You garden very much, you know about faith. You know about seed. My son garden a lot, and I look at some of the seeds. When they come to a mustard seed, you could take one mustard seed and drop it on the ground, and you never would find it. Never would find it. So when I look at the text, I can see that there. We'll come back to that later. But as he coming down the mountain, he sees a multitude down at the foot of the hill. And the book of Mark talks about it in the ninth chapter. The book of Matthew don't say nothing about what is going on exactly except that. But when you look at it in the book of Mark, they're down there, the scribes arguing, questioning, 
some of the disciples. And Jesus saw them questioning His disciples. And He went there and talked to them about it. And as He was discussing with the people, all of a sudden there came a man. And what they were discussing was the disciples. And the man came with his son. And his son have epileptic today, we would call it. Back then it called moonstruck. Because also he had a demon. And used the reason they call it moonstruck. Because it happened just as the sun was going down. He would have the seizures. And Jesus talking to him. Remember now, mustard seed. Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remember hence, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. When I look at you this morning, and look at you there, if you have God's faith, nothing's impossible for you. You can have, the Bible said, what you say you can have. And so we're looking at it. He comes down. He asked them what about, and in crowd there came a man to him and he said this. If you can help me, please help me. I brought my child to your disciples. You notice that? Your disciples. They are His. And they could do nothing for Him. Now, when I stop and I think about looking at these disciples, Jesus, in the earlier chapter, gave them power to go out and pray for people, heal people, take anything forward to met. But now they stand... With a man that a people look at and say, that boy is insane. And they have tried to cure him. Now, let me see, tell you something. There come a time in every Christian life that you do waver. I'll be lying to you, tell you never waver. You will waver. And this one incident, they wavered. And when Jesus is talking to him, he's talking about that. And he said, well, and the person in it said, because of your unbelief. All is saying here that they just couldn't do it. How be it, this kind, now this is what Jesus said. You notice, I don't believe he's really dealing with the disciples that are there. But what he's dealing with, he has scribes, he has Pharisees. Their lack of faith. The Messiah has come and they came. So look at it and we can find out. He's talking about it. But he also gave the answer. He also gave the remedy for casting out this particular kind of a spirit.
How do you, whoa, how do you know it's a spirit? Because Mark said he had a spirit. And when Jesus came, and you remember, the man came to him. He said, if you can do anything to help me. And Jesus said, if you have faith. And the man said, I, I, I believe, but I need some help for my unbelief. That's the way most people they say they believe. They're believing with this, but they're not believing with this. And the crowd started to gather around more and more, and therefore Jesus went to pray for the boy. In the book of Mark, it says the demon and the boy saw Jesus. I said, the demon in the boy saw Jesus. And he took that boy and threw him on the ground, foaming and everything. Remember, the father said he falls in the water and falls in the fire. Now the demon is trying to kill him because he can see Jesus coming. And now you're about to have a conflict between two worlds. The spirit world and the real world. The people around looked and said, I don't see nothing there. I don't know what you're talking about. But then Jesus cast that spirit out. And the thing a lot of people don't say, but I'm going to tell you, notice what Jesus said, and don't come back. And everybody looked around and said, He's dead! Laying on the ground. He dead. He died. But Jesus picked him up and he stood up. Faith. Remember the Father said, Oh, I believe, but help my unbelief. So when I looked at that and was little, then I read and one day I thought about a fig tree. The book of Mark talks about. It says in the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, 27. Everybody, are, every word of faith knows this here. Everybody that is a word of faith, I'm a word of faith too, looks at this Scripture and they can say, wow, you know, it says here in the book of Mark on 22, and Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith in God. Now, if you've got a Bible, a good Bible, your phone won't have it. Your tablet won't have it. In the margin, what it's saying is, have the faith of God. Can you have the faith of God? According to the book, yes, you can. I said, yes, you can have the faith of God. True faith is a work of God within the Christian heart. I said true faith is a work of God in the Christian heart. I often talk about, will the Lord save me? True faith. I said true faith is in a Christian heart. I didn't have no faith until after that night. 
true faith is in a Christian heart. When you hear the wonderful word of the being preached and how Jesus died on the cross, you become knowing Him and you have true faith. It comes from God. Child of God, every one of you here. I said, every one of you here. And then in the book of Mark chapter 9 and verse 24, straight away the father of the child cried out, and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Most people, and I trust you won't be like that. You're not going to turn around. You're going to plead and you're going to deliver your petition at all times. Help my unbelief. I was in a hospital. A man, a colored man, a brother in the Lord, he was praying. I was praying. I had somebody. My and, and there was a group of Muslims. They had somebody in the hospital, and they rolled out this here little. They call it a, a prayer rug. After all, there are a lot of false religions, and that's definitely a false one. And they get on that rug and go, and I told that man, he said, well, yeah, I said, you know, the Bible told, Jesus told the man with the boy being thrown in the water and in the fire, and he said, he said, I've been praying, I've been praying, but Jesus said, could I have unbelief? Well, Jesus knows that. They're going to operate and give it to you. The Bible talking about the work of Christians. That what do you do? You do a work. And you operate that work by faith. In the book of Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh in you. So, child of God, when I look at you, I want you to get the idea. It is God that is working in you. After that, the Scripture said, work out your own salvation. But you don't finish reading it, for it, say, for it is God that worketh it out for you. The people the Muslims were praying for died. The man's wife lived. One in my case was supposed to be dead before morning. He's not dead. Because God cares enough for you as an individual that He wants to meet your prayer and He wants to... What Jesus told the disciples, this kind comes out with what? Prayer and fasting. So, the disciples wanted to know why they couldn't do it. Now, when you talk and think about it, Jesus has been on the mountain. Peter has been on the mountain. James has been on the mountain. And they, they probably said, well, we don't have the powerhouse here to do it. Not the problem. The powerhouse is not the problem. And what it said. Uh-huh. What does it say again? For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. That's why God wants to work with you. 
He wants you to be able to operate and function with people and to form and to bring. You are the body of Christ. I said you are the body of Christ. And God has great plans for you. The thing you have to work through, you've been saved, but you need to know how to draw nigh unto Him. So, He talks about in the 11th chapter, verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this, my, here's it again, here's the mountain, be thou removed, comma, and be thou cast into the sea, comma, shall be what? Shall not doubt, right? Uh-huh. Not what? And shall not doubt in his heart. Not talking about this heart. Talking about the very inner being, the soul man. You pray, but you let it pass away because you doubt in your spirit, man. And the devil says, you know you can't do that. That's only for them back there. Don't you know that's been done away with? The Bible said, don't doubt your heart, but shall believe. That those things which he said shall come to what? Come to pass. That's a very serious thing. Come to pass. And so we look at it and we think about it. Wow. And somebody comes against it. Well, you know, I don't have no faith. Look at Romans twelve three. Turn to it. I'm going to say, let everybody read this verse also. Amen. For I say, through the grace given unto me, comma, to every man that is among you, comma, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, period, comma. You got it? But, be but to think soberly. Now, we're not talking about, it said thinking about. So, I, I thought about it. And the more I thought about it, the more I wonder about it, and the more I wonder about it, and then this comes to you. Why am I trying to reason this out? Why? It's right here. Now, my mother, when she was here, and she was sick, but she's with the Lord. I'm going to tell you, she's walking the streets of glory. My dad's walking the streets of glory. My sister just died. And she's walking the streets of glory. My other sister walking the streets of glory. So I looked at it, and I was thinking. So, right here, I want you to notice here the last part of this Scripture, and I'm going to read it to you. He shall have whatsoever he says. 
in Philippians. I want to hear. Now we're going to read it again. Somebody said, I don't think I have faith. He said, be sober. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So you have faith. You have faith that can move mountains. I scribbled down a little note that I looked at, and this is what it is. Every man has a measure of faith. How much is a measure? Take a green, a little seed, a mustard seed. You can't even really... And drop it in a row, or even drop it. You, you, you look at it. A measure of faith. How much is it? How little? He's talking to people. The reason you can't receive anything because you believe I don't have faith. Faith is the key that unlocks the powerhouse. Of heaven. So, saint of God, you're not a citizen of this world. The Bible said you're a citizen is ship in heaven. Wherefore, Paul said we are all grow and walk into the fullness of Christ. So, how much seed does it take for you? Please, much as a mustard seed. People look and say, well, I, I tried, but we depend upon Him for everything. That's how much you depend on Him for everything. I say you depend on Him. In John chapter 15 and Verse 1, and Jesus said this. Now, this you've been born again? I said, have you been born again, child of God? You know what John 15 said? He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same shall bring forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Without me, most of you people, most of the people I meet, they leave God. They leave Jesus in the church house. Then they walk out, and Paul put it this way. Beholding their self in a mirror, and now they don't know who they are. That's the way a lot of Christians, they call themselves Christian, But God would probably have another name for it. So we're looking at that thing, and we're discussing it, and we're operating on it. So do you have the powerhouse face? You ought to know. You pay for it every month. Call a company called PG&E, and they keep raising the price. God doesn't keep raising the price. He keeps telling you, you walk with me, and I'll bless you. He will bless you. 
He wants you because you're somebody. Let us bow our head and pray. Father, we ask Thee to watch over us and to guide us.